Scott Drew and the Baylor Bears have another first-round draft pick. Huge for the program. Good for the boys. A win for the Bears. This is Locked On Baylor. You are Locked On Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome into Locked On Baylor. I'm Drake Toll from Sports Illustrated's Inside the Bears. Thank you for making Locked On Baylor your first listen every single day. For our everydayers, welcome back. You, you've heard this name for well over a year now on this show, and it's been one that has at times been controversial, one that I've had varied opinions on, and one that I'm overall proud of. And that's Keontae George. Drafted to the Utah Jazz, the number 16 overall pick to Utah. And kind of that pipeline continues. The Jazz organization liking Baylor players, even as recent as Jared Butler. Maceo Teague spent some time in the organization as well. And it just feels like a good fit, a good pipeline from Scott Drew to the Utah Jazz. I do want to make reference. I, I'm in a hotel room in a remote village in Alaska. Um, I, I Yeah. I, the having service is a miracle. I rubbed two grizzly bears together and they had enough static friction to get me on the air today. So happy Friday to you. Um, I'm enjoying just barren wasteland and snow mountains everywhere, which is awesome by the way. Uh, and barely got enough signal to see that Keontae George got drafted by, by the Utah jazz. The first reaction that I have when something like this happens is what a moment for Baylor University. And and I'm I'll peel back the curtains a little bit and say that I <laughs> say that I I have been critical of Baylor in some areas. I will continue to be critical. I spent four years there where uh, there were times where I, I just thought, okay. I don't really agree with with Baylor's stance on X, Y, or Z, or I don't think Baylor meets the standard in in this area, or that this Baylor sports team is up to par or where it should be. I have that lens in every sport for every program that I root for, is that as much as I want to support, I have a very cynical view on things, for better or worse, or or an objective view, hopefully objective view on things, as I try not to get too emotional about Baylor sports. I try to cover it from an eye of, okay, if we're not just green and gold color glasses on, how do things look? But then moments like this come around, and there's no room to be critical. There's no, oh, you know, I wish you would have been drafted higher or he could have done this and put Baylor on the map in a better way or he could have represented himself or his family or the university in a in a in a splashier display on draft night. None of that. I, I don't think this moment calls for any critiques anywhere. It simply calls for everybody in the Baylor family to come together and say, wow, I'm really proud to be a Baylor bear. When I walk through the airport in Anchorage, Alaska, when I walk through the grocery store, the Fred Meyer grocery store, and I did on day one, day one when I got here, not a half hour after I landed, I'm walking through the grocery store, and there's a lady in a Baylor Bear shirt on. And boy, did I scare the heck out of her. Luckily, I had my Baylor stuff on. I always wear it through the airport. That's what being in the Baylor family is about. I wear it in the airport. And I said, sick them back. I go, man, 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 Baylor University, sick them bears. She was, she had no idea what I was talking about. Uh, she said she had graduated from Baylor 10 years ago and was shocked to see somebody else who had Baylor stuff on in the grocery store in Anchorage, Alaska. And I told her I had just landed. And when Keontae George's name got called, when I watched the video, when I, I, I the grainy live feed that I had, that's the moment I thought about. Because 
that lady in the grocery store in Anchorage, Alaska, roots for a Baylor basketball team, roots for the Baylor Bears, who just had a player drafted in the first round, who just got put at the forefront of college athletics as a school that sends players to the NBA, gets players paid. Scott Drew has made this statement in the last few years, and Keontae George is a part of a long line of guys who can now make this, this help make this case for Scott that Baylor is a place you go if you want to get drafted to play in the NBA, if you want to be a one-and-done, if you want to be a three-and-done, if you want to go to college for four years, be a redshirt senior, and still get drafted at the end of this road, Baylor is a place that you can go and do that. Now people see Baylor as a basketball team, where 20 years ago, certainly they didn't. Now they see it as a basketball team that has to be brought up in every conversation about a major program or the most successful program in the country. And, and that that just the little heart bone that I have here, a little part of my chest where the heart's supposed to be. It, it makes me almost emotional for how much I value Baylor and how proud I am of the little Baptist school in Waco that is doing so much more than Texas A&M that is doing so much more than Texas or Texas tech or TCU or Houston or whoever. And, and it's, it's not even really to play a comparison game and it's not to try to say, Oh, Baylor's better than all these schools. But instead, it is look, you got an underdog program here. You got a serious underdog program. Baylor is doing more truly with less. We've had the NIL conversation. We've had the conversation about branding and where does Baylor sit? If you're an everyday or you, you've heard it all the time on this show, is Baylor being drugged in the new Big 12? It, solidly, how does the future of the team look in every single sport? But these moments show this Baylor squad that I rag on. This Baylor squad that the national media rags on, that people say is just a little school that they think that Baylor's irrelevant, they do stuff like this. Keontae George makes a statement like this for the university, and it makes me proud. When his name was called, when Baylor University was said, that is just another mark, a huge mark. I shouldn't say it's not even it's not just another mark. It is a another pivotal mark for the university to say, look, we are a legitimate athletics program a legitimate school to be respected at the top of college athletics. So that's what I think when Keontae George gets drafted 16th overall is pride in a university that has had so many obstacles in the last 20 years across athletics. You can talk to the coaches right now. I mean, I've had open conversations with coaches at Baylor who say it's much harder to recruit at Baylor because of, of athletic restrictions given to private schools. It's much, much harder to recruit at Baylor because person over player, you're so bought into it as a university, as a coaching staff across the board, that there are five-star, four-star, just stud athletes that this university will turn down because that player does not fit the the brand that Baylor is, is, so, is so glued to. And I can't help but respect it saying, look – you'd be a great fit somewhere else. And that's not with us. Maybe you're a great athlete, but man, we have a mission to uphold at Baylor. And that's what the university chases after. Again, putting itself in a disadvantage in a lot of places when it comes to being successful competitively. And 
And these are the moments where it feels like, okay, that still pays off. It is still for the better that Baylor does things that way when Keontae George, who will forever be a Baylor Bear, will forever have Baylor next to his name when he plays in the NBA, when he gets drafted. I felt the same way, um, especially now as, as a student and somebody who has gone to the university. That's what I felt when guys like Davion Mitchell got drafted and when Jeremy Sohan's name got called and and now with Keontae George and same thing in the NFL draft, seeing Siaki Ika go off the board and just seeing the word Baylor scroll across the ESPN ticker feels pretty cool because there are other universities bigger than this one with bigger endowments, with more students, with a much bigger alumni pool and and way more more press that that aren't doing what Baylor is doing. So my entire first reaction, initial reaction to Keontae George going the 16th overall pick is wow. Baylor did that. You know what I did? Oh, I got a pair of bird dogs. I got two pairs of bird dogs. Oh yeah, 100%. They're my new favorite pants. I decided, somebody told me, when you go to Alaska, bring a bunch of pants, and they lied. They are the biggest liar I think I've ever met. Uh, Bring a bunch of shorts, they said. Sorry. And I, I did. I brought a ton of shorts, and it has been nothing but cold and rainy and gross. I am recording this at 11.08 Alaska time. And you can't really see out the window, but it is still bright and light outside um, while the clouds have covered the sun for days on end here. I watched it snow the other day. But you know what I've worn while it snowed and been perfectly fine? Bird dogs. Do you know why? Because they have built-in underwear, and they hug. they hug me where I need to be hugged. Yeah. Yeah, I'll put it that way. They hug me where I need to be. I don't like built-in underwear. I'm not a big built-in. You know, somebody says, hey, Drake, how you doing today? Like, oh, I'm sorry. Not a big built-in underwear guy. But I am for these. So if you want to go right now, I have like a special deal for you and everything. If you go right now to birddogs.com forward slash locked on college, it is birddogs.com forward slash locked on college. You get a free Yeti style tumbler with any order, any order. Birddogs.com forward slash locked on college, free Yeti style tumbler. Do not. Do not miss this. You will not take your bird dogs off. I have not. I've worn them while it snowed, and they've been great to me because of the built-in underwear. Uh, Birddogs.com forward slash locked on college. Go check that out. Send me a picture of you waist down in your shorts or not, or, you know, whatever you want to do. Do whatever you want. But just get a pair of bird dogs. Get the free Yeti with it. I got it. I wear them. I love them. I would show you right now, but it'd be like a weird crotch shot. That is locked on. No, it's not. It's uh, birddogs.com forward slash locked on college. All right, so Keontae George. Let's look at let's look for him now. What is his what is his reputation at Baylor? What does he become at Baylor, and what is he going to be in the NBA? So this is from SLC, that's Salt Lake City Dunk, and they write with the 16th pick in the NBA draft, the Utah Jazz have selected Keontae George out of Baylor University. Uh, they also got Taylor Hendricks with the ninth pick, so he was actually the second pick off the board, the third pick total for the Jazz in the first round. They list George as a six foot four guard with potential to be the backcourt, the future of the backcourt in Salt Lake City. With a strong frame, a crafty offensive game, and the ability to find his own shot, the Jazz have selected one of the most notable volume scorers, scorers in this draft. Thank you to these people who wrote this. That was that was the message that I tried to portray all season long. Keontae George, great playmaker could find his own shot, could take a game over. He had maybe the best takeover card that I've seen uh, a Baylor guy have in my four years. You could make the case. Jared Butler had it pretty pretty nice. Davion Mitchell, too. But I, I think Keontae George is even at a different level from those guys with, at any point in time, 
he could just take the basketball and do some stupid stuff. The road game in Morgantown comes to mind where you think, okay, this guy is just head and shoulders better than everyone else he's on the court with court with. And, and he is dominating right now. He is listed as a, a top five guard talent by this outlet and the jazz taking a 28th overall pick three first round guys now have a young core to build around. What does that mean for Keontae George? Well, it means that he's going to get some playing time this year in Salt Lake City. The Salt Lake City Tribune Herald says that with the three guys taken in the first round, that that means they're going for high scoring, almost almost rebuild mode for the Utah Jazz. They want to take a, and they call it a gamble. They said at number 16, the Jazz took a gamble on a backcourt player, getting the creative juice Baylor combo guard Keontae George. Found that very interesting. They said it was a gamble to take George, someone who can become such a good volume scorer, sometimes a volume shooter, lest we forget his college single college season at Baylor, 34% three-point shooting, not terrible, 37.6% field goal shooting overall, not great. There were times you thought, oh, Keontae's shooting the ball a lot. And I, I do think that's what some of these outlets are leading into when they say that Keontae George going to the Bears is a risk. Then the president of the Utah Jazz has come out and made statements on why they took George and what they're doing. Justin Zanuck, he noted immediately after the season in Utah that the Jazz would not be rushed into an accelerated timeline, making this draft an opportunity to take swings on upside. The outlet, the Salt Lake City Trib, saying they did just that. Zanuck, after the draft, is quoted as saying, the way the draft board fell really took a fortunate turn for us. Thursday night from the Team Zion basketball campus is where he said so. We got two of the guys that we had in our top 10 players that were frankly debating on which one to take at nine, and we ended up getting both of them, and at 28, getting a player we had in our top 18. The Utah Jazz scouts loved Keontae George, had him in the top 10, argued over taking him at nine, decided to leave him there, hoping he would still be available at 16, and he was. I had heard murmurs of Oklahoma City, had heard murmurs of him going to Toronto from close basketball sources around Baylor sports media, and the jazz it is. They're leaning into Baylor athletes, and Zanuck concluded, it's not like we're leaning into youth. We're leaning into talent. The article goes on to say that Hendricks is going to be a huge player. George is a polarizing prospect with some teams loving his offensive creativity and ability to generate open looks and others pointing to his lack of efficiency and high turnover rate. The 19-year-old 6'4 guard had 15.4 points per game, 4.2 rebounds, 2.8 assists for Baylor last season, and again, shot 37.6% from the field, 34% from three, 79% from the free throw line, lauded for being a competitor on the defensive end. I, I never considered Keontae George to be a great defensive player. Um, I, I don't think any of us did. There were times it's like, oh no, he could be a liability on that side of the floor. But it was never for lack of effort. Uh, and it was also in the transition year where Baylor was trying to figure out how to do the whole basketball thing without Jerome Tang on the sidelines. So Tang, who had been so crucial in recruiting Keontae George, is now out of the picture, and Baylor's learning, okay, how do we replicate the intensity of Jerome Tang to keep the defense intact without him on the sidelines? So I, I get where these people are coming from in saying, well, he's a competitor on, on defense. You could see it. The dude worked hard. There were times where he was a liability because maybe he, he hadn't progressed on that end of the floor, but 
still, you get a guy in Keontae George who, who effort is going to matter to. He's going to put his all in being a legitimate NBA player and someone who plays every night, which he will for a Jazz team that is uh, rebuilding. They're in a rebuild phase. Zanuck said, Keontae has probably the most diversified offensive developed skill set maybe in the draft. Keontae's been doing it for a long time at a very, very high level. He has all the shots, shots that some people can't even learn, Zanuck said. He has done a great job on his body over the past three months. We've got a confidence about him of being a scorer. He has very good vision. We've got to work on where he fits into the team and how he coincides and grows. But right now, he is already an offensive weapon. When asked if he could foresee George playing the point guard, the GM president unequivocally said yes, before noting that there aren't many players anymore who fit the old school definition of the position. But the Jazz were simply looking for players who can pass dribble and shoot and said that Keontae George can do all three. He's smart and I can see him playing on the ball and off the ball. So Keontae George will likely be there at point for the Utah Jazz, a team that's going to have to lean into him because the roster next year is filled with young guys. They had three first round draft picks for a reason. This squad is in a rebuild phase and Keontae George has been called up to be one of the guys that helps this franchise into the future. So, where does Baylor go without Keontae George? What does this program look like without a guy like, like George, who is a, a top 20 NBA draft pick, who is stripped from, your team last, stripped from your team now going into next season? First thing for me, dude, where does Baylor go, period, with the squad next year? The starting five, you have a semblance of who that's going to be. We can all, the talking heads can speculate who's going to be out there for Baylor next season. And we feel like we all have a pretty good idea. But there are 12 players who are going to make a case to play. There are, to, to me, four to six guys who could make a legitimate case to suit up in the NBA within the next three years. There's that much. I, I'm, I'm willing to say it. I'm willing to say it. There is more NBA talent on Baylor's roster in 2023 than I think there has been in the history of the program because of guys like Ray J. Dennis, who will play in the NBA. Uh, we've talked about Jaden Nunn. I, I don't know how much he's going to be able to play because there are 12 guys who have to get on the floor. I, I don't like how, how many minutes does he get? He's not going to be a starter, and he might be the best NBA prospect on the team next year, a la Jeremy Sohan who was so good, didn't start it, and ended up being a, a lottery pick to the San Antonio Spurs, that is the makeup of next year's team is, okay, a lot of you guys could play in the NBA. Now, how does it fit together? When we talk Keontae George and how he fit in the Baylor scheme, it, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I, I don't think I am. It felt out of place sometimes. And and James Akinjo was the same way. It was It was always like, okay, new guy. We know we only get one year with this guy. Kendall Brown had some, some again, kind of the same thing where it's, there were times you thought, huh, does this merge with Scott Drew perfectly? Does this fit the system perfectly? Again, talking the volume shooting from Keontae George or the times where, where Kendall Brown goes rogue in a basketball game or the, or the liability that he brought on defense at times or James Akinjo and just the, the there were games where you thought, oh no, please stop turning the ball over. Um, 
and it's some of these stars, some of these one year stars have had that issue with Baylor. So what is his legacy? Where do you go without him? I don't know. It's an interesting, it's an interesting thing to think about because Keontae was the best player on his team last season. We said that we Heontae is what we called him, him Ante or whatever it was for the especially the non-conference games. He got beat around in the Big 12. He got hurt later on in the year and never really recovered to 100%. But it was the ongoing conversation of who is Keontae George in a Baylor uniform and what does he bring to this team? There were times where it didn't seem like it fit. There were times down the stretch where you thought, okay, Keontae, I, I, like, I get it. First half against Kansas. I get it. You're really good at basketball. Keep shooting. He was nailing everything. Second half at Kansas. Baylor blows up 17, 18, 20-point lead. And a big part of it was, oh, no, Keontae. Some of the stuff that's falling in the first half is not falling in the second half. Let's, let's dial it back a little bit. We don't, we don't, have, to, we don't have to keep shooting. There, there was not always consistent. And, again, I think that's why some of these outlets are saying that he was a risk or, a, or, or a, has a lot of potential high upside, but they're, they're a little perplexed by the pick because of those games where Keontae showed on tape volume shooting where it didn't fall. That, that is when I pull in the question mark of, hmm, what was Keontae in a Baylor jersey? And, and more so, how do Baylor fans get used to the era of one and done? Like Kentucky, okay? ton of one and done guys. Like, oh, this guy is a Kentucky legend. Played in the uniform for one year. They're used to it. The, the power programs, which Baylor has now become, have filtered through one and done talent and learn how to respect them in the rafters. Baylor, on the other hand, now in three years, will we say, man, uh, I love like Keontae George, my favorite Baylor player of all time. Jared Butler gets that because of the years he spent at Baylor. A lot of the football players, the RG3s of the world, success and years of hard work they give to the university. For Keontae George, it being just one year, for Jeremy Sohan, for Kendall Brown, for James Akinjo. Like, I well, I love seeing Jeremy Sohan do stuff, but sometimes it, it becomes tough for me to, to, to really fully put Baylor on that, right? He spent less than a year in Waco, less than a year at the university. When Jared Butler does something, I always think, Baylor, went to church with that guy. Jeremy Sohan does something. He It's not that he's not wearing Baylor on his sleeve, but I think, oh, but Jeremy Sohan did that separate of Baylor. Does that make sense? Like J Jared Butler did this and it, there's no way it could ever be separate of Baylor because Jared Butler is Baylor. Jeremy Sohan does something. Oh, Jeremy Sohan did that separate of Baylor. I think Keontae George is kind of the same deal. He's going to do a lot of stuff and you're going to look back and say, oh yeah, that guy was a Baylor bear. But how much of it is, how, how many guys are going to grow up and say, oh dude, I remember, you know, when I was a kid, Keontae George was my favorite player. When I was a kid, I, I, I loved, I, I loved watching Keontae George. So, I don't know. I think Baylor fans are going to have to get used to, and I, I'm going to. I don't know how to do it. How do you, how do you begin to put one and done guys in the same conversation with the legends like Jared Butler, the legends like Tweety Carter? How do you remember a one and done guy like some of the Baylor greats? So where do you go without him? You build you in the new arena. You build a little walk of fame, and you put him in there. You put all the one and done guys, the big to high draft picks there, and you invite them back as often as they'll come back. Because Baylor is going to have to learn myself. It's tough. It's going to be tough how to incorporate one and done guys as pivotal Baylor legends, almost as much so as the Jared Butlers and the Macy O'Teagues and the Davion Mitchells and Mark Vitals of the world.
I, I we're gonna have to figure out how to do it. Where does this team go? Love on the one and done. Figure out where Keontae George fits in Baylor lore for the rest of time. Uh, and as far as next year's basketball team goes, just try to have when your Keontae George comes in, your Jacoby Walter is next year's Keontae George. Make him fit. Make him fit 100% of the time. Jared Butler always fit. Macy Oteague always fit. Davion Mitchell always fit. At times you wondered, where does Kendall Brown fit? Where does James Akinjo fit? Where does Keontae George fit? Are are they are they giving in? Are they giving you what you want consistency wise from what Baylor is asking of them? Moving forward next year, where do you go without Keontae George? Make sure your next Keontae George, your next one and done, your next generational Baylor talent fits for the men's basketball team. Uh, come back on Monday. Let's talk NIL. Why don't we? Okay, let's. We've had this conversation before. Let's have it again. It's been a hot topic is NIL. Let's have the conversation because in one year, you're hearing from the university that Baylor's good at NIL. You're hearing from NIL firms that Baylor's bad at NIL. You're hearing from the general public, Baylor's bad at NIL. You're hearing from most media outlets, Baylor's bad at NIL. But Baylor University would tell you Baylor's good at NIL. What? So what is it? Are they good or are they not? Well, let's figure it all out. We'll unpack that on Monday's show. Thanks for making Locked On Baylor your first listen every single day. If you're an everydayer, glad to have you back, man. Look at all that sunlight out here in Alaska. Crazy. Uh, this has been and always will be. Uh, come back on Monday. Please. Locked on Baylor.